So we are now joined by Sharks president, Jonathan Becker, and uh, welcome to the show once again. AJ, uh, good. nice to have me back on. Appreciate it. And I, I wish it was under better circumstances. <laughs> well, in some sense, today is the first day that Sharks fans are allowed back in the tank. So the background is actually quite positive, even though I think you want to talk to me about less positive stuff. Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Uh, definitely excited to see fans back in the buildings, but... Uh, just over five months ago, we talked about how the downtown West development, including Google, BART, Deer Dawn expansion, all of that could have negative impacts on SAP Center and the game experience for Sharks fans. Uh, you spoke during city council meetings, spoke with a lot of press. Uh, the main thrust of your comments, of course, being we're all for progress, but we want you to work with us. And five months later, based on the email that went out over the weekend, it seems as those that request has somewhat fallen on deaf ears. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable soundbite way to describe of what happened. Um, our, our position really hasn't changed since November, December, and frankly, it hasn't really changed in the last three years. We, we are supportive, as you said, in general of the development happening in Deer Don Station area. Um, at, for what it's worth, Downtown West, most people's minds is Google specifically. So that's just one of the many projects that are happening. In fact, uh, it's probably worth as background to remind people that Google is doing about 80 acres, but the total project is about 240 acres. Yeah. So the development outside of Google is actually twice as big as Google itself. So uh, I think Google gets too much of the headlines. It's really the whole area. And so that's why our message was primarily focused to the city and less to Google themselves, because it's the whole development. It's BART, as you said, it's high-speed rail potentially it's Caltrain electrification. And I will say we've had tons of really useful conversations, particularly since we went public with our concerns in November, many of them very detailed, many of them seemingly productive, but in the end of the day, very little if anything has changed from the previews we saw five months ago. And there are lots of different approvals, which we can talk about if you like, coming in the next couple of weeks we felt it was important to speak back up before those approvals were granted. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I have noticed, at least in the uh, between the weekend, I think I saw something in uh, San Jose Spotlight or um, one of those web pages that uh, we're finally starting to see the idea, or at least it's being shared. It's not like it was a, a big secret, but now it's starting to be promoted that the sharks, in fact, do control lots a b and c and that looks to be a significant part of this development uh there had been kind of no mention of that before um and you explained last time that whatever replaces that parking has to be equal or better than the current experience and yes. um you know at this point uh are you motivated <laughs> to, to to release those based on what's going on Essentially, what we've said to the city, because that's primarily our target audience, the arena management agreement, as it's called, or AMA, as you'll sometimes hear it called by short, is our ability to run this building. We're, it's city-owned, but we're the manager of the building, if you will. We've said, based on what we know right now, we can't consent to the sale of ABC. Those are the big parking lots, as you said, behind the building, near the north doors, for those you know our building as well. That's not to say we couldn't consent at some time in the future, but based on the current designs and 
the impact it will have to fans experience, we can't. And so therefore, for the planning commission, for all the things that are getting approved, either remove ABC out of the entitlements, doesn't mean they can't come back in later, but for now they can't be there because we haven't given permission, or hurry up and deal with the same list of issues we've been talking to you about for years. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> so what is so significant based on the email that went out? It was, you know, play if you, if you're a Sharks fan, you're an SAP center patron. If this is something that uh, concerns you with the impact of getting in and out uh, to notify planning support staff at San Jose CA.gov. And that will be in the, in the notes below for those of you watching and listening, okay. uh, but no later then this Wednesday, April 28th at noon. That is correct. Uh, what is significant about that? So, you know, sometimes it's hard to get to the nuance of heavily complicated projects. I mean, there's a lot going on and much of it very good. And so sometimes when you boil it down, you miss the essence of it. And I think over the last couple of years, the articles that have been written have boiled it down to the number of parking spaces. And while the number of parking spaces is important, right? There are um, you know, 2,800 parking spaces that are going to disappear, that can get fixed. Parking garages can get built, et cetera. And so I'm actually, as I think I said in November and December, I'm actually more optimistic about the number of parking spaces. And when you read headlines that say, oh, parking's going the way, yes, but we can get some of that back if the right things happen. What I'm more worried about and what we are more worried about are two other factors. We're worried about that one, but not as much as what I would call street congestion, because <laughs> parking spots are only good if you can get there. And I'll come back and explain that. And all these projects happening simultaneously, uh, what is often called a construction mitigation plan. So AJ, let me just talk a little bit about both of those. You can ask me more questions if you want. Absolutely. On the street network, um, essentially we're becoming a much more urban area than we were before. And what that means is, which is fine on face value, which is we've always been just outside the downtown core, Santa Clara, Autumn, Montgomery, those are all four lane streets or, or two in each direction if you're talking about Autumn. And, and so they've been able to handle the traffic flow quite well. In fact, one of the best features of SAP Center is you can get in and out relatively easily yep. compared to other arenas around the country. As part of this, it's being proposed that Autumn and Montgomery get shrunk essentially in half. And as you get closer to the SAP center, they get shut down to traffic almost entirely. That's troubling because that's a main thoroughfare. But what's even more troubling is Santa Clara, which is the main thoroughfare east-west, is slated to go from essentially four lanes down to two. The extra lanes become bike and bus lanes. Now, um, we're pro-bike, we're pro-bus, but if you design those to come down, then during heavy crunch times, it's almost impossible to get to the building, even if you're a pedestrian as well. And so we're starting to have conversations about those lanes maybe being open before games, maybe two hours before. There, there are ways to solve these, but in the current designs, they aren't solved yet. And it may take six, 12 months to sort all this out with the various planning commissions. And so what we're saying is don't agree to the current designs because there are ways to fix these that make it good for everybody. That's one on the congestion area. It's slightly more the subtle than that, but that's, that's the big poster description. Well, on oh, go ahead, AJ. Well, I just want to ask you one question. It's kind of a follow-up on there. Sure. Because um, 
again, as you mentioned, the idea of promoting public transit, biking, scooters, what have you. Absolutely. Uh, that's fantastic. However, how just based on your season ticket holders, and we'll just yeah. use that as a base. Do you know how many of those people are, say, within a five to you know eight mile radius of the tank so that public transit or biking scooting is a real viable option for that base of season ticket holders it's uh, sub 15 percent uh of generic fans it's slightly more but it's still sub 20 percent um and uh but and another way to look at it is we, we actually track this for both concerts and for hockey games for a typical concert less than 5% currently use public transportation to come in. For a hockey game, it's a bit more. It can peak as much as 12%. Frankly, if we're hugely optimistic, and I'd love to be optimistic as BART becomes more accessible, there are more trains. Hopefully the trains will be held later at night so people can use them after games as well. If all that goes as the way we wish it would go, you know, maybe one day it'll be 35%. Uh, you know, I. I mean, even in really heavily urban areas like Madison Square Garden, it never gets to 50%. So I don't know, maybe we'll set a record. Maybe the Bay Area will become the first 50%, but that still lives, leaves 9,000 people per event that need to use cars. But that's also complicated by the fact that as the area becomes more urban, there'll be other cars, what's so called ambient traffic, not just people coming to the games, but people going to the restaurants, to Google's workers coming by. Google did an environment impact report, uh, what's called an EIR, environmental impact report. And their report said that they expect that traffic trips by car, not just by public transportation, to and from the Deer Don area is gonna grow, I think it was seven fold daily from roughly 20,000 today to 135,000 over the next 20 years. So reducing the grid and increasing the traffic, even with more people using public transportation, that feels like it may not work out right. No. <laughs> That's, yeah, that feels a little insane to, to you know, to- that, they, That's a strong word, but, but it does feel uh, like it's, and again, to put it in simple language, because again, these can be complicated. If we're all wrong on parking and we don't have enough, you can cure that parking in 10 or 20 years because you could probably build another parking garage. It gets ridiculously expensive because land is expensive in Silicon Valley, but that's curable. If we're wrong about the street network and you narrow the lanes and put buildings up, that's not curable in 10 or 20 years. And so that's why we're frankly screaming so loud and making such a big deal, which is don't make decisions now that can't be cured later on. Yes. Don't make things that you can't undo as we get more information 10, 15, 20 years from now. Well, and that idea of you, you see more and more office space, more and more housing going up, but you're not seeing lanes and infrastructure Correct. go with it. That's right. And, and if anything, you're seeing what they call road diets. We've seen it happen in Willow Glen. The main thoroughfare was switched to one lane in each direction. And I'll tell you, I don't go to Willow Glen like I used to. Fair <laughs> enough. It's, it's happening in other places as well. I mean, you can look in Mountain View, actually, uh, and in around Shoreline, where how much that's been traffic jammed. And it's hard to get in. Think of Shoreline as Santa Clara, if you will. And it can take you an hour plus to get into a concert these days. 
and even longer to get back out. Once you get in, yes, you can walk and bike and stuff like that. But there are these choke points that we're very worried about. Yeah. Well, and like Castro Street in Mountain View between, uh, you know, El Camino and the train tracks, you might as well just pave the street, <laughs> you, you know, and make it like Fremont Street in Vegas or something because you're never going to get through there. Actually, AJ, I think Castro Street is shut down right now as part of the pandemic. I think it's pedestrian only at this point. <laughs> well, good test case, I suppose. <laughs> oh, my. So, AJ, if I can go around to another big concern we have. So we've talked a little bit about the street network access. Remember, that's it's easy to say number of parking spaces. The access is more important, the street network. The, the third one, the construction mitigation, scares me even more, actually. Um, which is let's say Google goes forward as it should. Uh, let's say the other 160-ish acres get to other developers on them, which many of them are doing as well. That, that's not one project, that's 10 or 12 interconnected projects that goes forward. BART's coming. We don't yet know when the first shovel goes in, but it's probably in the next couple of years. Caltrain mm. is talking about electrifying. That's in the next five to 10 years as well. High-speed rail may get improved, get improved from SoCal. Deeron Station is supposed to become the busiest train station outside of Madison Square Garden in that area as well. So let's say all five of those construction projects are happening roughly simultaneously. The shortest one is probably eight to 10 years. The longest one is probably 20 years. If there's no master plan, and they're all being done independently right now, there's no master plan for all five of those. Think about where they all are geographically. They're on each of the four sides of the SAP center. If there's not this master plan, no one, no one will mean to do this. It will be accidental, but literally there could be this 20 foot barrier all the way around the SAP center. How are you even gonna walk there? I, I don't know. So somebody, and the only somebody that can do this is the city has to build this master mitigation plan. Man, this, and it just seems like some of this is, I don't know, like very late to the party kind of a thing. Oh yeah. We forgot about the sharks and the SAP center. What we're going to have to do with that. <laughs> uh, AJ, that, that is probably the part that bothers us the most, which is, I think we have still the single largest economic driver in downtown San Jose and have been pretty much since the arena has opened. It's possible that some tech companies buy for a similar kind of impact now. And I mean, for those of you who've been around San Jose for a long time, downtown was a ghost town 30 years ago when this building opened. Uh, we literally opened on an abandoned used car lot, if you have that much of history. There's some great Google images. If you look at, see Google, I gave you some free advertising there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we wanna keep doing that. That's actually one of the reasons we're excited about fans coming back tonight, is we're gonna be able to continue to support restaurants and hotels and all that. But um, we've sort of been kept to the side here. I, I, it feels a little bit like we've been forgotten in all this development. Well, and you talk about some of these projects, you know, taking 10 years, upwards of 20 years. Meanwhile, there's still an agreement between the Sharks and the city through 2040 with the bill. Right. Our so. current management agreement, which we'd love to extend, um, is till 2040. Um, and let's say major construction starts in 2025. It's anyone's guess right now, but let's just use that. Um, and let's say that it lasts for at least 15 years. In some sense, we go through all the pain, the 15 years of the construction, but none of the gain, hopefully the nice environment of the 15 to 20 years after that. I'm gonna guess that's gonna get fixed eventually, but 
without construction, that, that will solve the construction mitigation. But if the street network is still terrible, it's still going to be hard to get here, even if we do get extended. Yeah, it, well, and that is such a significant thing. I mean, you can kind of see that the, a lot of the pushback that some people have for the Oakland A's venue at Howard Terminal is a lot of, yeah, it'll look great where it is, and that's awesome, but how do you get people in and out of there? There, It's not, you know, you need that ingress and egress, whereas the current building, you know, it has BART five seconds away from it. You know, it's so easy to get in and out. And as you pointed out earlier, getting into SAP, it's, you you know, you've got the Alameda off 880, you've got Bird off 280, you've got Julian off 87. I mean, there's Coleman coming in kind of through the back way. There's so many different ways to get to the building right now. AJ, that's not an accident. That's why the people that built this building chose this site 30 years ago because of all that different access. And Frankly, that's one of the things that was written in our arena management agreement. So when they're all said and done is we're essentially just asking the city to hold up their bargain of what's in the contract for the arena management agreement. We're not asking for anything new. There's not about money. We don't want a new building built. We're not asking for a handout. We're not asking anything new. We're just saying, honor the contract you have with us. That's all we're asking. Well, uh, like I said earlier, you can email planning support staff at sanjoseca.gov. Again, no later than noon this Wednesday, April 28th. You can email the city council at city.clerk at sanjoseca.gov. And just to let you know, in the show notes below, we will also have links to the city council directory along with a map so you can reach out directly if you are a San Jose resident, find out who represents your district. Uh, for San Jose, reach out to them and let you let them know your feelings on this. And hopefully we'll see some sort of effort, some sort of combined, you know, coming of the minds. Uh, are there any other meetings that you're aware of that are coming up with the city council that, because I know they stream almost all of them on YouTube, if they people want to get involved. So two things there, AJ. One is we usually post them on futureofsapcenter.com. So if you haven't seen the email that AJ referenced earlier in this pod, it's not a podcast, it's a video cast, then you can go read it at futureofsapcenter.com. We post meetings as that. So we'll keep you updated there. We also have an opt-in list. You can click there and we can email it to you if you'd rather not uh, go read that. And maybe one more thing, which is we've had a lot of talk over the last couple of years. More discussion isn't what needed. Now's the time for action. And so if you're willing to share your opinions, push for action as opposed to more chats. Absolutely. Well, thanks once again for joining us. We'll we'll, we'll stay optimistic. We'll get there. It's opening night or reopening night. So I'm still in an optimistic mood, but I will say it's frustrating. We're we're running out of time here. So we, we could use support. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.